of your life, motivation, keep it moving, uh, all about improving, this it is a movement, conquer your life, uh, ain't no going backwards, time to overcome your challenges with Tristan Mathers, aiming to see the success, time to start living your best, positive changes, they creating the ripple effect, mind, body, spirit, all about resilience, welcome to the podcast, hey, let's get it, get it. What's up everybody, I'm Tristan Mathers and welcome to Conquer Your Life. Join me as I interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world sharing their invaluable insights with you. Together we'll ignite the fire within and unlock your limitless potential. Let's get it! Well, thanks for hopping on, brother. I know that you don't have to be here, but you're Absolutely, choosing to. I want to be here. <laughs> we had a great conversation the other day that we could have recorded a whole entire podcast episode on, so I had to make sure to stop that early um, right. so we can make sure we have some golden nuggets to throw on here, which we could probably record for four hours if we wanted to. But um, I'm ready to dive into it, though, bro. For everybody listening, I want them to know who you are because you're an amazing motherfucker. And I cannot wait for more people to know who you are, man. So give everybody a quick bio of you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty layered question. I've, I've done a lot of stuff, but you know, basically an entrepreneur, I've always been on and off doing businesses my whole life. Um, the latest thing right now is, uh, is doing some e-commerce and then selling condo hotels, but it's been a long time coming up to that. And it's been a lot of, a lot of travel and, um, <clears throat> building myself really basically from the ground up. You know, I used to be like basically nobody mm. and I used to be in like a very low spot. You know, I battled with drugs and stuff when I was younger, built myself up. I had to reprogram my brain basically from zero to where I am now, but just like a lot of trial and error and a lot of things had to, you know, happen for that to, for me to be the person that I am now, but it's just been a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've talked about it before. We first met in Montana and Whitefish. Right. I think that was in, when was that? Do you remember? Was it May? I think it was May because like when we got there, like it was, we got in just like the perfect time. There there was sun coming out and it was probably like some of the best weather that they've had in that area in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Except for right to go to Glacier National Park, then it got cloudy. It was like, right. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that was my first time ever jumping into an ice cold lake, man. All of you guys right. <laughs> were killing it. And you're like, dude, just focus on your breathing. You'll be fine. And I'm over here like, <laughs> you guys. Right, and then you just it. see you in the background running and then just die. Like, I can't just like hop right in. I'm going to dive right in, which is like a, a great attitude to have pretty much for anything. But I just see Tristan running down this dock, just cruising, jumps head first, right? <laughs> just goes right in. Well, I, I see people like Andy Fursella hopping in the cold plunges for, you know, however long they're doing it almost every morning and just thinking about feeling that, you know, intense just shock that your body gets every day. You know, it'd be cool to do. Haven't you done something like that? Oh, yeah. No, I, I you know, I did Wim Hof's fundamentals course, which was like a nine month course. He kind of he takes you week by week, different breathing exercises takes you like you know through the physiology like what's actually happening in the body so you understand it on like a scientific level and then you start on like you know actual your body's doing it you're breathing and and then you kind of go through these different courses but yeah no i'm huge on that like it the reason i am huge on that too is because i used to be i basically detox off of every medication that sucks to detox off of <laughs> <laughs> so that, i was like you know at one point in time i was like didn't you know you take all these other things they don't really help 
And so what you have to do is kind of have to rely more on yourself. And like the funny thing is all this stuff translated into business later on. But what I did is I used the ice, ice therapy and breath work to basically, you know, get off of anything that wasn't serving me. And so I kind of, I kind of dived into it through that, but yeah, the ice. And then I was like, oh man, this is good for performance too. Mm -hmm. This is good for anxiety. It's good for like, you know, a handful of different things. And the more I got into it, I'm like, man, I, like, I think I enjoy doing stuff that's, that's hard. Yes. And when when it's hard then everything else is easy. So if you do what's hard, everything else is easy. Right. And so the ice is a great way to teach yourself that without having to go out and do a bunch of hard stuff. That's probably, you know, even more so mentally and emotionally taxing, right? Because you can start with something like you just hop in there and it's, you got to control the environment. Mm-hmm. You can just build off of that. But it's, you know, the ice is is a huge teacher. Yes. And it's been a big thing for me. That, ice goes, and fitness. that goes back to, you know, choosing your hard. What hard do you want? Do you want to choose the hard of being an obese fat fuck your whole life and not do the okay. things that you were supposed to do? Or would you right. rather go and sit in ice and fight, you know, the temptations and fight, you know, to control what you need to control? And I, I love that, man. And that that ties me back to where I wanted to start this conversation. And that was, you know, your past, you know, what you came from. I know you have quite an insane story about, you know, with with the drugs and where you've been and detoxing and all the things. So I would love to you know, hear more about that. I know we talked about it once, but I kind of want to hear, you know, where your journey really was like at a rock bottom and you just had to sprout. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it probably goes back to like high school. And the reason I got into drugs was not really necessarily like the normal reasons. Like you got trauma and like all these things. Mm -hmm. Like I was in high school and I hung out with a bunch of jocks, right? And so we were like, you know, we wrestle, we play football, we did basketball, baseball and that stuff. And, you know, after we do all these games, we just like to party. And so it just started getting to party on the weekend to just getting a little bit more crazy. The substances just upgraded, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we just kept going and going and going. And uh, like, you know, after high school, like you you get lost into like, you know, where's my, you know, what am I going to do after high school? And then you're just like, well, well now I got extra time to party. <laughs> so I just got on the weekends and, and this is like a terrible way of thinking. Don't, don't duplicate this. right <laughs> But like, you know, we just, we were just like, okay, cool. Now it's like a seven day party. Now it's like well, all this stuff too. And then like, you know, it just became to a phase where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing the drugs. The drugs are doing me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I decided, I realized that I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I, I've got to disconnect myself from this community. So I started like working out of town. I would just take any job that would pay for my flight, pay for my, my room and board. And then I would just get out of town. And so that, that mitigated things for a while. And that, and that, you know, I started in construction. Um, I did roofing. I, you know, I went to North Dakota during the boom, like where all the oil boom was at, you know, I was a cell tower technician. So I just, I dove all into that. But I mean, I know it's like a super rock bottom point. Like I went to a lineman college. Yeah. On airplane mode, the alarms still go off, man. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I went to a lineman college, you know, to get certified to be an electrician and work on power lines. And uh, like, I was the only person that, you know, that they drug tested just because of whatever reason, just my personality type of just kind of like a, you know, just. I guess this is the way I think, you know, I just, I'm, I'm always open, new ideas, trying to bring stuff up. I got drug tested. I passed it cause I was clean. And then I got uh, afterward, I realized they're probably not going to test me twice. 
<laughs> and I don't know. And there's this dude's like, oh yeah, they're they're never gonna test you twice. So I started doing drugs and stuff again, right? And then I ended up getting to a point where like I I literally got like, you know, kicked out of the housing I was sitting in because like I had a buddy that we were real good friends and his mom came to visit out of town and she went to go into my bedroom where I was hanging out and partying. And there was just drug paraphernalia everywhere, dude. You know, you name it, bongs, all this stuff. And she, they were just like super concerned. So they called and like I got kicked out of that house. Um, and then, you know, took this other job. And like, you know, I even I even lost a job working, like doing power line stuff because I thought I was going to like they, it was it was pretty rough, dude. Um, like I was I, I got off of drugs and then. You know, they put you on these other treatments where they think that, you know, you're going to do better if they just put you on the substance that you're basically going on the streets to get. And so I started taking I, I was on methadone and like all this, you know, all this stuff, methadone, Adderall, like just, you know, just basically like a speedball cocktail. And, I, and then like, I, you know, one day I was passed out in the bathroom with my nose bleeding mm-hmm. and they're like, dude, you got to like you got to go home. And I was just like whatever you know and then i came back like the next day and they brought my dad in there and they had this huge table right <laughs> and this huge table and they're like all right well which we need to talk to you about your son we're concerned about him he's a really good worker but like if he keeps doing what he's doing like you're either gonna have to pay for rehab or pay for coffin mm-hmm. in front of my dad and like the owner of this like billion dollar power company so i was like oh man this is pretty rough dude i, I just i broke down like i I, I couldn't face it. And I knew like to, to get off of this methadone, which is basically like, I mean, they, the, the company asked if I would draw a logo for their business. And I drew, cause it's like this pink liquid, this little bottle. And so I drew a pink handcuffs with it, like out of the liquid. Really? Cause that was my, that was my vision of what it was. Cause it was so hard to get off of like, you know, you're basically staying on this, this opportunity and like, you got to go and, and go to these clinics. And after some time, I'm like, dude, I don't want to be, like I can't go anywhere. I can't travel anymore. Cause I, I got to go to this freaking counseling and these clinics and like all these things. And I ended up getting, um, at one point too, to getting kicked out of there for doing, you know, for, you know, doing amphetamines and stuff while I was going to a methadone clinic. So they kicked me out of there. So I couldn't, like, I, I got kicked out of there. They sent me to a rehab that I also got kicked out of. And I basically just ran out of all these options. And I was like, dude, this is tough. I don't, I can't go to a treatment center. I can't go to, you know, I can't go to the place where they give you the stuff that, you know, that would prevent you from going out there or at least, at least, you know, take that craving and base. I'm like, what can I do? And so I literally decided to like, kind of just completely remove myself from society. I didn't trust myself. Like I didn't trust myself with 20 bucks in a car, dude. And I was like, give me 20 bucks in a car. I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. So I'm like, what? I, and I realized this, I'm like, dude, my, my mind is completely gone. And I have, so you were, you were like hella addicted, right? Oh, dude. You were like yeah. insanely addicted. No matter where you went, you're like, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm using it. We're, dude, we're- yeah. That's that. And I don't know how I, like, I just was, cause like, that's how I am in life. Like, and I see something and I want it. And that's how I realized I had a skill. I had the skill and I could, and I had the skill, like when I wanted something really bad, like it did, if I needed drugs, I would call 50, 60 people. And I would get it most days in 365 days of the year. Mm. And I was like, well, if I could do that with drugs, I bet I can do it with business. And so I'm like, well, this addiction, I, you know, I'm literally kicked out of treatment, literally kicked out of medication for the treatment. How can I use this addiction to help me? You know? And so what I started doing, I just removed myself from society. I was listening to podcasts, people like Ed Milet, 
And I would literally listen to them. I would listen to David Goggins, people like that. And I would just listen to the YouTube videos like every single day. And just when they would say something that like really touched me, I would repeat that in my head. And so I would go through the day, you know, like, and just like be saying these mantras, saying these things and like, and just, and I'll also imagine I got Ed Milet, listen, I'm listening to him. I would imagine he's in the chair next to me. I put him on the, on the laptop or my phone. I'm like, you know, like, I think the way that people like successful people like exceed in life is because they're in close proximity to other people that are successful. Yep. So if I can tell my mind and my let or like, you know, David Goggins is literally in my room talking to me every day. There's no reason why I couldn't adopt that mindset. Absolutely. And I'm right there with you, man. Like when I'm listening to a big one for me is Andy Frisella. When Andy Frisella, I'm listening to him in the car. I'm just pretending he's sitting down right next to me and DJ's in the back seat. And I'm just vibing along with them, continuing on the conversations and everything. And it like, it tricks my mind into thinking it's actually real. And then I do the same thing with Brian Stuman and David Goggins and Ed Milet. And I read the books and I put their voice in my head while I'm reading it. And it's just like so powerful. But I'll let you continue, man. I just had to touch on that because I'm right there with you. No, absolutely, dude. And I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't really realize. It's like, and it's not just, you know, drugs is just a really good example and it, it paints a big picture for people. And like, but it's, it could be, you know, friends that if they don't, if you're around a group of friends and they're like, you know, you have a big dream, I guess the easiest way to kill a dream is to tell to a small minded person. Mm-hmm. Got big dreams. I used to be that guy, like, oh, I'll start this business. And then you're t- like, you know, but read your audience, you know, I'm sitting in there on a couch smoking weed with a bunch of people and they're like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, dude, let's do it. When are we going to start? Like, you know, 21st and never. <laughs> like it never happened, you know? So like <laughs> right there with you, man, when I, I was a super pothead fucking party animal a couple of years ago, and I would have those same conversations like guys, like I know we're in here having a good time and everything, but have you guys ever wanted more? And I'd be really talking about like better in ourselves or getting out of this. They're like, no man, this is just like what we got to do to get away. Like this is just life. And I knew, yeah. like, I knew I had to get out. Right. And I think, I think that's a huge thing too. And I don't think somebody has to be a drug addict or like a partier to realize they need a way out. Like yeah. you could be sitting in there and, and I used to work in a cubicle at a, at a call center. Right. And I knew it like this job was absolutely killing me, but I did. And what I did have was I had like a little push pin board thing and I would make a dream board and I put the trucks, I put, you know, the, the house, I put like, you know, a big old duffel bag full of cash. And I put all these things and like, you know, what do you, like, what is this? You know, like people walk by and just like, huh, they look at it and wonder, you know, but I was like, you know what? Like, just because it's where I'm at now, doesn't mean it's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And I can visualize and see like, you know, what that's going to look like in the future, but you can, you know, it doesn't matter where you're starting as long as you know, and have a very clear vision of where you're going to go. Cause as long as you know where you're headed and what your purpose is, you can get there. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's a huge thing too. It's just like, being able to to say, hey, man, this, this spot is not it's not serving me, you know, like I always like to give get things like a year, you know, like if you're sitting there and, and like or it could even be six months. You can look at a relationship this way. You can look at a job this way. If you have if you're not better in six months than when you started, there's a problem. And it's also like, you know, you got to be in the right in the right, you know, boat to get to the destination you want to go in. Like you could be in a cruise ship and with a, with a paddle paddling as hard as you can as like the most, you know, 
the craziest endurance athlete. Mm-hmm. And the chances He's of you turning that up. boat around, pretty tough, right? Mm-hmm. But you get in the right, you get in a small little canoe, you pull that thing, dude, it, it takes minimal effort and you're in the other direction and you, you're taking the island now. And the other dudes, you're sitting over there and he's just like going hard, man. There's no way he's going to turn that boat around. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, boat. yeah, sometimes you got to analyze the boat that you're in. Is this the vehicle that's going to take me to this vision that I have? Well, let's, let's stay on this boat talk real quick. I know we can both tie in some analogies and stuff pretty easy. Uh, I was having a conversation with this guy one day and he was talking about life is like the ocean and you are the boat. Your boat can have holes in it. Your boat can be a big boat. It can be a battleship. It can be many different things, but how you treat your boat is how you treat your life. You know? So I was thinking like, with what you were saying, you can't paddle a freaking cruise ship, but you can't paddle a little boat. But then with you paddling that little boat, you can go to an island and you can get some more supplies and upgrade your boat, upgrade mm-hmm. you on the trip to life on this never ending ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought that's where my mind was going there. It was, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, it's crazy. Cause I used to be so addicted to like feeling a certain way. And now I'm addicted to like, how healthy can I be? Like I literally juice every morning. Like I got the grapefruit juice, the celery juice, you know, the ginger, the apples. And like, I have this, I love the addiction. It's just, it's just being able to channel it. So that's another thing I wanted to say too. I I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, like I am, I'm like addicted to personal growth. Like I'm addicted to the pain of pushing myself in the gym and having to eat certain things until I end up loving it. Um, do you think that comes from us being addicted to things in the past and just wanting to find something real? What do you think? Well, you know, it, it, I, you know, I think really what it is, it's like, it get, kind of gives you some like level. Like I think people like me and you, and I probably, a lot of people listen to this, they just have, they have a knowing that they are worth and can do more. Mm. And just like, if you look in the mirror and you're just like, I know I can, I can get better. I know I can do this. And just like the, the pain of not going to, to pursue that is extremely painful Mm. for me. Like, you know, I, like I've, I know what it's like just sleeping on a bed, watching Netflix, doing all, you know, and for, for endless amount of time. And that, and it was painful to think about, okay, well, you know, you get on social media or something like that and you see all these people that are way less qualified than you living the life that you want, you know? And, and just when you start moving towards something, but that, I mean, I think that addiction definitely does take place, you know I mean? Or it definitely has a, you know, a factor in it because you want that, you want growth. You have a a growth addiction. Mm. It's, It's almost what it's like, you know? I found this out the other day. My addiction is winning. Mm. Winning produces the most natural dopamine out there. Like how Ed Milet says, winning is more fun than fun is fun. Like nothing else is more fun than winning in my body, winning in my mind, winning in my community, winning with God, winning in any, every, any single situation ever. Like that is it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I figured it out. And to go back to what you're talking about, the pain of just kind of just floating through life, like not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. I would much rather choose pain that benefits me. Right. Mm. I mean, life is pain. Everywhere you look, life hurts. 
It can hurt in a good way or a bad way. The bad ways will always come, but you can have more good ways if you choose to control your life in that way. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, you know, we're on the same page. There are a lot of successful people. That's really the cheat code is they do things that suck. They run into the suck and then get really good at it and then get even better at even more things that suck. And then they just were like, oh my gosh, like I'm really getting the things and the dreams that I want now. Right. that's huge, man. Yeah, no, it's a big thing to be able to choose choose your battles too. Because I mean, like, if you're if if you know you're if you're just used to going after things, like you know, it's just like the gym. The very first time you work out, you're really really sore, and you know, if you hit it again really hard, you're sore. But like, you kind of get used to it. If you go day after day, like you're like, oh, this is just the gym time. And there's certain parts of the gym, like even when it's painful, that you enjoy it because you like you know that you're, you're getting to that next level. And then you start to see the physical like benefits of doing so. The other way, it's just painful. And you just, it's a mental thing, physical thing. It's all that stuff, but you just never get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like it only takes probably, you know, any mental process that you have, maybe like an, a minute and a half of going in the right direction to actually make progress. Like it doesn't take a minute and a half to go make your bed. But like, you know, this like the what it will do to your mind like when you come back home if like if you haven't made your bed or like you know picked up a couple of things then you, like you know you're almost in like a little bit of like you know s- stress like okay well I got to do this it, you know I didn't complete that but you know and then like even in your car too and like sometimes I got to catch myself on this stuff because it's easy it's you know when you got a lot going on you're like okay this is a priority this is a priority but you're like if you realize it only takes like a minute and a half maybe thirty seconds to really just put a dent in it. Like mm-hmm. you're a lot more likely to do it. Absolutely. So <clears throat> where do you think you'd be right now if you didn't go through the struggles that you went through with the negative addictions? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would probably, you know, I would I think I would be successful, but I think I would be a much less street smart. And I think I would be kind of naive. So I think I think like having the street smarts and like being able to like go through, I don't know that I would be able to relate to people to the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen a lot of different people. I've experienced a lot of different situations. I've been in the lowest of the low, you know, I've, I've been around and then, and then now I've been like around really high end, like, you know, high value people. And so like the gap of the people that you can touch because you've been to their level mm-hmm. and you can level with them and you're either, you know, up here or you've been as low as they are and you can bring them up. So I think if you, you know, if you, if you've experienced that, it didn't happen to you, have it for you. Mm-hmm. And so you got to basically, you know, be able to take that lesson for what it is. And then the fact that you are where you are now is built off of experiences that you kind of, you know, need to pour into the community and help share a bit. To everybody who just who's listening right now, I want you to take consideration to what he just said <clears throat> happened to you. Yeah, no, yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing I had to do too. It's like, it's, it's, it's like also, it's kind of like cognitive behavioral therapy. I learned this and, you know, like you have, like, if you think about something that gives you stress, like you reword it and, you know, and, or, you know, you replay out the situation, but you're like, Hey, yeah, this happened to me. No, this happened for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people will say, I have to do the dishes and said, I get to do the dishes. Like I get to go to work. So important. Right. Like you, you get to make those extra five calls, you get to make that extra sale. You get to help that homeowner. You get to help that, that client. 
Like you get to do gratitude, all these things. Man. Yeah. Gratitude is, 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 is like, you know, it's, it's a superpower. Cause if you, you can't like, if you're super, super grateful and it sure makes it hard to be stagnant because mm-hmm. you are so grateful for everything. And then you just kind of lean into any challenge. Like, you know, I get to go to the gym right now. I get to meet up with this guy and help his life. Like I get to get on this podcast and share this message. Like mm-hmm. you, when you, when you lean into that, like, you know, all the other things just kind of, you know, they don't bother you so much. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. It's, it's so powerful. And I don't know who, who might be listening to this right now, but if you are going through something, if you've been listening to any of my podcasts, I want you to pay attention to a pattern that keeps happening. The people who have went through it <clears throat> may be going through similar things as, as you right now. Mm-hmm. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. So I want you to find gratitude in your possible low spot right now and just realize that life has up and ups and lows for a reason. And this low that you are going through is going to be teaching you so much. So when you're on your next up, you know how to take off even farther. Right. And then, excuse me, another thing I like to kind of add to that too, is um, this is a technique that I, that I, that I figured out. So I literally, you know, I'd have a million different things going on. And when a million different things would like go wrong in my life, like you get to this point, like this is like, you get angry, angry, angry. Right. And like you, cause you got all this stuff going on, but Mm -hmm. I got to a certain level where it was just so ridiculous. I just had to laugh at it. I'm like, dude, every single thing I'm trying to put forward right now, just blowing up in my face. And it's actually kind of ridiculous because the fact that everything's going wrong right now is obviously like, this is just kind of funny. It's like, there's a million things going wrong. Like, that's just ridiculous. You know? <laughs> Why? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what's it not aligned? Like, what's happening? Right. And then you just kind of have to embrace this. Like, dude, you know, and then nothing lasts forever too. Like, you know, I realized that when I was a commercial fisherman, like, you know, I worked 16 hours a day and I would do it for four months straight. And then like, you know, it feel like it would nothing, like it, it would never end, but then it ended. Mm-hmm. Like you would, I, I would have like hand pain and I would start every morning and I would realize by just working that long of hours, like the hand pain would go away in 30 minutes, even though it was bad, like super bad every morning, but I would just keep going through. And I would, and like, you go through these levels of emotions too, when you do extremely like hard physical activity. And I think David Goggins really taps and shares this kind of information. But when you go for a long time, like when you're physically active, you'll go from happy to sad to hopeful, to happy, to sad, like, but it, it's like a wave it goes like this. And mm-hmm. so you could just, you just know that if you're on an extreme dip, then you're on the, you're on the upturn very soon. Mm-hmm. So it's all dependent on your mindset. So if you're like, okay, well, it's going to get better than this because this is, this is a wreck right now, but you know, you can still, you just like, this is the building point. Yeah. Like, this is where you double down and you start and you start, you know, busting through it. And then when you get through it, you're like, that was ridiculous, but I did yeah. it and I'm here, you know? Yeah. And if we really dive into it, man, everything is vibrations and frequencies, right? Absolutely. So riding the waves of everything that is creation, right? I mean, that's just the best way to do it is just get on that surfboard and just ride it. Don't, don't fight through the waves, just ride them. They're up, they're down, they're going side to side, whatever. Just, just be grateful that you're even having a chance to ride the waves. Right. Absolutely. And it's almost like, like I lived in Hawaii for four years and like when you're stuck in a riptide, that's almost like negative stuff going on sometimes. And if you stay in a riptide, you keep swimming, like you'll drown. If you, if you keep feeding into it, keep feeding into that, into that current, like you literally will, will get gas out and drown. And sometimes like all you have to do is swim sideways 
and you can get out of it. And then you're in the clear water. You can go right where you need to go. So sometimes it's just doing that, that juke move, you know, like you're in it, but if you keep trying to do the same activities, this, this, they got you into the riptide, you're going to stay in there and you're going to drown. But mm-hmm. if you shift the activity a little bit, just, you know, take a, take a right and swim, you know, hundred, 200 feet that way, you're out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, changing, changing the things that got you into it and saying, Oh, this is how I got here. Let's not repeat that. Let's change it up a little bit. And then you're out of it. And the next thing you know, you, you know, you're riding a wave right back into shore and everything's all good. You're on the beach. Yeah. And then you probably learned a lot of lessons along the way. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I always think of everything as a, as like, you know, what was the lesson packed into this? Cause if, you know, if, you know, if life keeps showing you the same problems, you're not learning the lesson. Mm-hmm. So like, if you keep experiencing the same, like, you know, same type of environment, same type of experiences, same type of job, whatever, you know, it's because there was a lesson packed in there that you didn't figure out. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, well, what's the lesson in here? You know? Yeah. Um, I like to think of life like a video game. I'm going to be saying this a lot more on the podcast, but like, I like to think of life like a video game. Every time we go through something in life, we learn the lesson, we level up, we get to a point where we get to go to the next level. Sometimes we have to learn a lot in one level, like a boss level. And then after that, we're like, holy shit, we just learned a lot. And we just right. keep going, we keep going, we keep going, we keep learning. But if you stay on the same level, what I realize is that the majority of people nowadays, they stay the same their entire lives. They don't learn right. anymore. They stay in their same job. They stay in their same bullshit constantly. Right. They know what they have to do, but then when they don't take the action as soon as they can, they just get caught up in the routine over and over and over again. And it really takes something that knocked them in the head to wake up and realize, holy shit, I have literally been brainwashed into doing the same shit every day and not taking action on the things that God is literally putting right on my plate. Like, Hey dude, have you not learned yet? Like, right. Oh, here, here's the next day. Same shit. Have you not learned yet? Right. I like to be in a constant state of learning of yeah. lesson every single day. There's always something we put into the G code. I don't know if you do the G code every day, but I do. <clears throat> what, what was my win? What did I learn? It's just right. so awesome to always be in a state of, holy shit, I'm learning. Like our brains are literally meant for it. Like a computer, we're just never ending space, just filling up with good shit to get you on the track to become the best you that you can be. Absolutely, dude. And another thing I've learned in life is like, sometimes the blessings that you're praying for come in the form of extremely hard work or just hard work, right? So people think that like, you know, if they pray that they're going to just, you know, some dude's going to show up, pay their mortgage, put them in a business, you know, put them on this level where there's going to be whatever, you know, but it's like, you know, like the blessing is packed in, it's behind hard work, you know, like you just, a situation comes and I like, this is almost this weird situation. I was like at this, at this office and these people across the street, there was like another sales team. And they were taking out the desk and the chair from this office and they were going to replace it with a couch and all this stuff. And they asked me, Hey man, do you want a free chair and a desk? I'm like, absolutely. And like, let me take a look at it. And then like, you know, I take a look at it. I load it up in a truck. I take it home and I ask them like, so if, if I didn't take that desk, what were you guys going to do with it? And these are all salespeople, by the way, like, Oh, we're just going to take it to the dump. And like, I know this dude's like, you know, some of these people are driving in there, having the girlfriend bring them and they, you know, and I look at things as an opportunity. I'm like, okay, well, this looks like a nice chair. looks like a nice desk. 
I ended up selling both of them for a thousand bucks. And these guys probably needed that thousand bucks, but they were, they didn't see didn't that it was falling about it, dude. They didn't even, yeah, dude, they're just, they're on that level. They're out there playing that game at this level. And they're like, well, to get here, I have to jump. I don't really want to jump. I'd rather give this opportunity to somebody else, but that blessing's still there and someone's going to receive it. Is it going to be you that's doing the hard work that's going to take it? Or are you just going to hand it over to somebody else and, and stay where you're at? Absolutely. Everybody I live, will receive that. Yeah. I live in these uh, luxury apartments now down here in the Kansas city area. And all the time we go down to the trash can and there's fucking tall leather bar stools that spin around whole couches and tables. Dude, Brianna and I go and take them immediately. We put on Facebook marketplace, make a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, here's free cash. What is that? Do put in an extra five to 10 minutes to clean it and post it. And then people come and pick it up. Like, come on now. Like there's so many things to learn out there and it's really just a switch of mindset in a lot of them. But you can't get that programming until you learn the lesson. Like you literally have to learn it. You can't be like, Oh, I know how to drive a car before you know how to drive a car. You have Mm -hmm. to open to it. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is like, yeah, people sometimes are not willing to go at a certain level. Like I feel like I learned how to sell stuff on marketplace because I had to, there's Mm -hmm. a point where I had to, I didn't have money. So I had to sell everything that I had on marketplace, but like, you know, and, but then like you learn these skills and like, you know, you have to get to these points where you have to do something and you just realize, Hey, this is, you know, this is, is what it is. I don't think anybody that out there that's an entrepreneur is going to, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, but like there's no one's going to hate the hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you always have to, as long as you, if, as long as you can work hard and hustle, the world is yours. You know, like I do a job that's heavily based on phone calls and it's crazy how many people like this, their company had this, this uh, listing for over two years and like it was not moving it, but I'd make a lot of phone calls and I like it. And I, and I love the fact that most people don't. So that, that's, that's like the thing I got going for me is like, I'm, I'm, I'm like excited. I'm like, dude, nobody's like, I feel like this is just open range because nobody wants to pick up the phone call. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do that first call. Cause they think, Oh, you know, how do I sound? Am I, am I on the script the right way? What if they give me an objection? What, you know, what all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And the day it doesn't matter. Cause like, if you do that, that hard stuff that, or it's not even hard for me, but like when you just, it used to be in the beginning, but as you keep going through, it's just like the gym. When it, when you first start doing it, it's hard. But now if you kind of get enough reps in, like, you know how to do the bicep curl, you know how to do the squat, like, you know how to do any of those things. And you can do it all by yourself. At the beginning, you might need a spot and that's just fine. But at some point you're just going to do it. And then you see an opportunity like that and you just take off. You know, It's awesome that you you keep bringing up the gym because I'm the same way. It's like the easiest thing to compare to everything. And um, something that I've realized recently is that everything is so much more simpler than it is portrayed to be. It's in all, in all areas of life, it's the same exact way that you just said, do it when you don't want to, it might suck. Mm -hmm. But in the repetition, you learn, Mm -hmm. program your mind with it. You get really good at it. Right. That skill allows you to do other things that Mm -hmm. then learn even better skills that then continue to add to your tool belt of skills. And then you, have success and then right. getting more skills and you teach other people those skills and that's it. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, it is simple too. But the other thing too is like the simpleness is a double-edged sword as well. Because yeah. some people, they, they, they kind of confuse simple as like it's doing the work. Like I see this a lot. Like, and I was, I, I did this myself, dude. Like when you have these automations in this chat GTP, mm-hmm. like you have all these things that make things so simple. And, mm-hmm. and then people get into this easy route. They're like, oh, that's a quick fix. You know, let me just, let me just type one email in chat GTP and not change anything. And then, and then everything that they're producing is either, you know, on automation or a chat DTP. And the thing is like, you know, if you go the simple route and you don't have any, any ways to, to verify what's going out or any systems to make sure this is actually effective. A lot of people, and that's, that's actually a, like a pretty fresh thing too. Cause I had automations going, I had all these things going. Cause I'm like, okay, this makes it easier. But is that really what I'm looking for? I'm looking for more efficient. Right. And so sometimes it can make it easier, but it's always, always good. You have to do the work to make sure that it actually is working for you. Because mm-hmm. like you can get to a level and like, okay, well, I can just delegate this, but it's good to have like double checks to make sure that that's working still. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, you can master something and then you just like, you almost get, you almost lose like that skill if you just decide to, to try to, you know, change that process to make it simpler. I'm I'm in a living, breathing example of that. When ChatGTP came out, you know, before ChatGTP, I was on Facebook writing all these posts and I was kicking ass and I was getting really good at writing. But then I got lazy and I said, oh, I can teach ChatGPT how to write my shit for me. Then I started utilizing ChatGPT to write my shit for me. And I started sucking writing again. Well, I'd go and try to write my own stuff. I'm like, damn, why isn't my brain firing how it used to? So I right. think that that's the double-edged sword, like, don't mm-hmm. choose easy shit. Like right. it, the hard shit that you choose continues to pay off no matter what. And then right. if we're already given all of our jobs to robots, like we're human, we're not robot. We want in-person relationships. And I know we can go on this forever, man, but I want to, I want to talk about your journey into entrepreneurship, where it yeah. started. Like we talked about your struggles, but we were getting to the point where you're going to see where we all were going to figure out where, you started in entrepreneurship in your journey. So I'd like to hear after oh, yeah. all of that, after all those long hours and those, the work that you put in to build up your work ethic, you were like, holy shit, entrepreneurship is my thing. So take it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the very first business I ever started, um, I was 17 years old and I was doing mobile car stereo installation. And so like, I literally, like I, I learned in like early on that like you could get these skills and then you can monetize them. And so what I, what I learned when I was like 17 years old, I, I went to a automotive electronics class and I started learning how to do just stereo installation. The teacher's like, you know, you can make like 200, 250 bucks if you do this for somebody. I was like, huh? And so it clicked. And that's where I made my very first ad. Like I got, you know, I got, I had a buddy who was like a total computer nerd. I'm like, Hey man, let's make this ad. Let's put it on Craigslist. Like, let's see if we can get some deals. Like we got, and then we put that on Craigslist and this dude's like, yeah, I want a remote start in my I crown Vic. I'm like, cool. I grabbed my buddy. I'm like, Hey, I got us a job. We're going to split it, you know? So let, let's go. And then like, we went to Ross and got some blue collared freaking button up shirts <laughs> trying to look all professional. Didn't even have a business. And like, you know, I went and bought every, every tool that I needed. It was in addition to that and had this like little mobile toolbox went over there. And I, and that was like the very start of my, when I, my entrepreneurship, I went there and I, I was pretty fast too. So I got it done in like an hour and a half. And then I was, I realized I could like kind of leverage, you know, other people. And then also I could, I could hit a, I could put something online and then make money. Mm. 
skills that I had as opposed to going to a job. And so I started doing the stereos and just started running them up. And, you know, it got to a point like it was good. And like, you know, obviously there was a, there was a point where I, you know, I had to, I was just spending all the money, right. (laughs) I was spending all the money. Like, you know, I was making a couple grand a week just on these stereos, but then I was just spending it all. And so like, I I did that for a while and then I kind of shut it down and just like, well, maybe I just need to work for somebody for a while to kind of learn the more, the inner workings of a business. So I started doing like cell tower stuff and, and doing that. And then, um, what ended up happening, like I, I was doing these manual jobs and I was trying to just get a bunch of cash so I could start another business. Like just because I thought maybe if I have more money, then I'll like, even if I'm spending more, I'll still have like a little bit because I was just really bad money at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I realized that didn't really work, you know, no matter like no matter how that worked, if you didn't manage the money right, then then you kind of just get yourself into a bad position. And I didn't have any anything to manage any of this stuff. And so like, you know, I, I, as I was doing some of these other jobs, I did some more technical stuff and I had zero computer knowledge, but I, my, my job was to go in there and work as a, um, like basically technical support. So I had zero technical knowledge and I had to learn all these systems and I worked for like seven years doing, um, doing, uh, like working in the auto body industry and in the, on the software side. Mm-hmm. And so I was fixing people's stuff and, but I was realizing like I was learning how to do QuickBooks because I'd go in there and fix their QuickBooks and make it work with the program. I was learning how to do scheduling because I would go in there and do the scheduling for their shop. Mm-hmm. I was learning like how they delegated different tasks because like they would have a line item for each different, you know, part. So I could see how much money they were selling, they were buying it for, what they were selling it for, and they were tacking on labor. And so I was learning in the back end, like how how do they people run a business? Mm-hmm. And so like use those skills. And then kind of outside of that, I started, you know, I know like now I kind of got the technical side. You know, and I, I did some click funnel stuff to learn a little bit of the marketing side. And then I, I like, you know, I wanted to do something online. And so that that kind of got me to the point where I was like, okay, I want to make money online now. Let's like completely separate. So and I didn't want to like be physically there. So I started doing like remote sales. I started doing remote sales and that was the very first time that I paid for a mentor. Mm. And so I paid for this dude to teach me how to do a one call close. So like, it was just like, you start from the beginning, you, you know, bring them through this full process. And at the end, then you collect the payment over the phone. And so I knew if I had like the system knowledge, I had the sales knowledge, had some marketing knowledge that I could create something. And I, I knew I wanted to create something. So I kind of just stacked up all, all those skills and just use sales to kind of fund things. But then I, what I ended up doing was getting a mentor for Amazon. And cause like, I knew I wanted to create something. I've always been super creative. Like I would, I would always win. Like I won a poetry contest for a, a freaking poem about a mosquito in my senior year in high school, just for, just for making people laugh, you know, but I would always do like art projects, carving things. I'm like, I know I want to be, I want to do something creative and like put all my, you know, all this, this energy that I have, you know, to create things and, and to be able to like share that product with people. And I see the Amazon and like, you know, I'm sure like a lot of people, they get sold on the idea of like creating this online income. And so I was actually the sales guy for this Amazon mentor for a while. And like, I literally sold myself on the opportunity after seeing people go through our program and having good results. I'm like, why am I selling it when I could be doing it? Mm. And so like, I started working with my, my mentor, Kyle, and he started showing me stuff. And I'm like, dude. And I started realizing like in the retail space and just like an outdoor stuff in general, like there's like, if you even if you go to Dick's Sporting Goods or something like that, you'll see like the stuff's pretty plain. And like when you, when you work online and you see like all the, everything that's out there 
And then you can modify stuff and create it and improve it. I was just like, man, there's just so much to be had out here. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that can get improved upon that it can be better. And I don't, I just, you don't really see that on a major level, people coming out with new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can use this creativity that I have. And just like my ability to just transfer energy and get people excited about stuff and create this product. So I created this backpack and it, it was like a, you know, a six month process, you know, and it's crazy. Cause like, you know, a lot of people would not really want to dive into that. If they, people overthink things, they got, you know, I got to have all the technical knowledge figured out. I need to know how to design something. And no, I didn't use any of that. I used Photoshop. I, I like found found the the components that I wanted. I photoshopped on the bag and I sent it to people that were qualified to actually make it happen. Mm. So I sent them, I sent them the visual dream. They put it together and then we work from that. And like, you know, it's been a six month process, but now, you know, where I'm at now is like, you know, I've got this product, I got the backpack, I got 300 in 300 of them in my garage right now. And like, you know, we're, you know, I had, it was crazy too. Cause I started just talking about the backpack, joined apex, you know, had a bunch of people support me mm-hmm. and like that whole process that I, you know, at one point I had a, you know, a couple partners didn't end up working out. So I had to be more resourceful because like, I was kind of going all in on that and I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to spend, you know, 20 grand on backpacks, but I had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I had, I just put myself in the sink or swim thing. And I like, I was literally doing all this different stuff and just doing these different opportunities. Cause I'm like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta get funds for this backpack. And so like, I was being super creative, you know, at one point, like I, I was like, this is like prior to this, like I had this job, a W2 job and I was still doing this remote, like, you know, technical sports stuff and, and some remote sales, like outside of that. But I was like, dude, I, I just need to do something like I'd be able to like allocate more time to this. So I can do like little, little projects, little contracts, you know, mm-hmm. to get money. And then the rest of my time, I'm going to work on this. And so I started doing that. Like I was literally in Puerto Rico for a while, building these exotic Airbnbs. I was out living in the middle of the desert, building these things, just like, you know, doing these little projects and then designing this backpack on the side. And just, just so I didn't have to be tied to a job. Like I was doing jobs that I wasn't tied to them. They were like little, you know, is- one month oh. a year. Yeah, dude. And so and at one point, then like when I met you two right before that, I was out there knocking solar because I was doing remote solar too. That was right before solar. that. Yeah, dude. No, it was right. So right, right before that, I was knocking doors doing solar. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So I was I was out in uh, in, the in California oh. knocking doors. Right oh. before that, to get yeah to just get money for the for the bag, and that. And I actually created the website for the X bag when I was in an Airbnb bedroom in California, knocking solar. Like I would go knock during the day. Like I'd go and work with the guy. We'd work out in the morning. I'd go knock doors. And then after that, I was working on the backpack. You know, I had all this stuff. I was designing it. Mm-hmm. I put that video together. I, like I met this videographer. We put this videos on there and I, I launched it. And like, I was just telling people about it, like through Apex, Facebook, Instagram, just like people that I know. And then I had enough, like, like my first day, I did like over almost $5,000 in sales. For your backpack? On the backpack. Yeah. How many, how many backpacks is that? Uh, it was like 25 backpacks. Wow. Yeah. So but it was crazy, man. Cause like, this was my first time, like really actually like getting a significant amount of sales on an e-commerce store. I mean, it was just a GoDaddy website. It wasn't even the full Amazon, but then I was just like, this is huge, dude. Like, you know, like, cause I did the research, I found a product people liked and like, and then I made it, I made it my own and, and like, you know, kind of created it and like improved it to what, you know, I thought people would want. 
and just put it out there. And it was, it was sweet to have that. Like I haven't even hit any, any kind of hard marketing or anything like that. Mm. But like, just to see that, that come through the internet. And I was like, this is, this is powerful, you know? Absolutely. Like, so, yeah. And you're missing out on a big old part right here. What's the name of the bag? Tell me about it. I don't want to hear more. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's called the X bag, dude. And it's a, uh, well, I got one here. I can kind of unbox because this is the this is the brand new bag. I got three hundred of these bad boys, but it's a fully submersible waterproof dry bag. And I'll open it up and show it to you guys. So the one that I saw in Montana, you've edited it. Yeah, so it's got a little bit different logo on this one, mm. and it's got some upgraded stuff. Like this is a TPU grab handle now. Cause I did some modifications to this thing or, you know, in the beginning, like I have the first one and that one got a little bit beat up because I literally would take this thing in the sauna for two hours a day, leave it in there in the heat, take it to salt water, you know, take it to chlorine. Like I would throw it around, like just be super rough. I'm rough on everything just to be clear, mm. but I was extra rough on this bag. Cause I wanted to send it out and people to actually like last for a long time. Cause I, I don't like buying stuff where it just breaks Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, like it, you pay, especially if you're paying a good chunk of money for it, like you want it to last. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted something clean that was like, had that, you know, it was just, it would match with anything, but it was also kind of tactical looking. That's how I came up with this thing. But yeah, it's fully submersible. And I designed this backpack too, because I used to, when I lived in Hawaii, like all my stuff would get stolen out of my car. I had my car stolen once, you know, like, you know, you see people's windows break all the time. So I wanted something I could take out in the water and stand up paddleboard. And then also have my laptop in there because I was working remote. So I, like I literally made the pocket on the inside that would come out. So technically, let's just say you're on the ocean and yeah. you backpack. You have a freaking five thousand dollar laptop in there. Nothing's oh, gonna yeah. do it. Nothing's gonna happen to it. Yeah, I literally have my other backpack and I have my camera in there. I was out on the paddleboard like I was out there yesterday, but the inside of it is is literally fully removable, and you put your laptop cables and stuff in there and when you get a bunch of sand in it you just rinse it out with a hose and it's actually inflatable too so this one the very first one was inflatable as well but i realized after some time that the pressure would release so i had him put a high seat heel or a high seal heat tape in the under the inside of it in the back of the seam Mm. so it actually holds like high pressure now and you can literally float on this thing like you put your laptop in there and you can blow through the valve and be sitting in the water floating on it no way dude that is pretty nutty dude like you never, I've never seen anything quite like it. Like there's, there's bags that look quite similar to it, but they're not like side by side. Like they don't look like it's not the same bag at all. Attention to detail. Yeah, no, that's a huge thing too. Cause I love, I love, you know, making things a certain way. Like I literally put this, like, it's almost, I'm not going to say knife proof cause I've never run a knife on it, but you can run scissors on this thing. You can scratch it with like, you know, metal objects and mm. Like that doesn't work, but like I, I literally want to beat it up and then replace everything with with better stuff on the very first run. And, and you know, when I when it, it's like what I was saying earlier, when things happen for you, not to you, like there was a reason it didn't launch the very first time. And that reason, because like the inside of the strap thing didn't fail until after that whole ordeal. Mm. The top handle didn't crack until after that. Yeah. And so like, I was like, Oh man. So like, I, I'm like, this is actually awesome because I can have an opportunity to fix it before the very first ones go out. 
that way I know it's dialed in like all yeah. the way, you know? Just imagine if you would have taken that negatively, like, man, it's all fucked up. It's all messed up. Blah, 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 blah. But instead you're like, you right. know what? Hell yeah. I'm grateful. You're like, yes, this messed up, but like it didn't launch. Like, wow, I'm so glad it didn't launch. Like now I have more time to pour into it and sell it while it's the best that I, that I know of right now. Right. And then, and there's also like a lot of lessons and like, I think, when, when things are too easy for you, like, and you're not being resourceful, like you're not like as an entrepreneur and if it's, is this too easy? Like that there, like you're, you're at some point it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and if you try to take the easy way out, then, you know, that might go very, very badly for you. Mm-hmm. But like I had this, you know, like, you know, you had to think like, okay, I need this money and I put this deposit down. Now it's go time. I got to make all the rest of this money. So I put myself in a situation. It's like, I'm either going to like have 25 people pissed off at me. They didn't get a backpack and, and I'm going to have to refund all their money. And then I have to owe these Chinese people some cash. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like this, <laughs> this, this could go all sorts of crazy ways, but I just know it's going to work. I don't know how, but it will. So. Massive action on top of believing in yourself is done the numbers for my life. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've been putting yourself in the same situation. It's like you put your back against the wall on purpose because you believe in what you're capable of, no matter what you're going to make it happen. Right. And the other thing too, and I think I heard like Wes Watson or somebody like this talk about this, but like your level up is never going to fit your budget. It's never going to fit your current comfort level. Damn. Like I'm stretching, dude. Like this is, I, this may not work. <laughs> grow like, muscles, right? Let's take it back to the gym. You don't grow muscles without pushing that shit to the next level until it feels like it's about to tear. Right. Yeah. You're going to get some big ass biceps afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like this next level, dude, like you might have to max something out, man. You might have to spend it all. Might have to sell that. Like it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good. And it, like, you might be just super worried. Like you might, this might be the most scary thing you ever did. It's probably going to scare the shit out of you, but you're like, dude, like this is probably with the next level. This is, this is the next level. Dude, I'm right there right now. Like after Montana and I spoke, man, like I was all in, I, my back was against the wall, dude. Like I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? But if uh-huh. I do that, I wouldn't be sitting here right now in this badass podcast room at next gen and Casey talking right. to you. I was uncomfortable as shit. I was right. Hell, better be homeless. Right. I know, dude. Like, <laughs> it happened. I, it literally had to happen, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And I'm super stoked that like things worked out the way it did. Cause the thing is, you can't, like, you haven't, if you're like, you're, you're in an airplane, right? If you keep going fast, you're not going to, like, just the way it's designed, you're not going to stay down. Like, you might have to be sitting here, but eventually you're going to take off. But when you when you see the opportunity, like, you know, when you know, like, dude, like I'm in a spot right now. So if I don't move, like I'm going to have problems and I would rather have problems going in the right direction than problems going in the wrong direction. Right. You know what I mean? So like, all right, well, you know, you got to be got to be willing to just shift the environment, shift the people you're around and just like, you know, fingers crossed that you got, you know, the, the good head on your shoulders to pick the right group. But you know what I mean? Like. And I think like what you said too, like the group that you're around is so important. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. so important. Like if I didn't hang around people that were winners or wanted to be uh, successful or just wanted to be the best version of themselves, like it'd be a lot harder for me to do that all on my own. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, it's so important. And I know that you being the networking guy that you are, man, you're constantly wanting to upgrade your circle. 
I remember you saying something like that to me in Montana. You're like, nothing against you, but like, I'm moving. I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going. If I outgrow you, I'm sorry, but nothing against you. But like, I'm going. I'm like, dude, high five. Let's grow together. Come on. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's going down there either. Yeah. No, no. As soon as I met you, man, I knew, I knew that you were just a go-getter, dude. Just like the way that you present yourself, like just, I mean, being, being the, the age that you are and that, and like on the trajectory that you're at, dude, I mean, that's, that's, that's powerful, dude. Like it's, it's, it's amazing to see it, you know, cause I could look at my 20 year old self or like, you know, when I was quite a bit younger and I was like, man, like I want to hang out with that kid. Like I want to be around that. Mm. But like, just, you know, and then seeing like, it's, it's, it's awesome too. Cause like, you know, I know that you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of like, you know, successful people and they see that in you too. You have this knowing, you know, that it's going to work, you know? And when you can see somebody with that sense, you're like, all right, let me pour into this too. Cause like, you yeah. know, it's going to work for them. And that's, that's something. And I appreciate you saying that, man, it, it really does mean a lot. I've put in a lot of work to get to where I'm at and to everybody listening, like you ain't going to have this shit handed to you. Right. If you do, you win the fucking lottery. 99% of people who win the lottery lose it all. The majority of people that make all this money in the NFL blow it all because they didn't do the fucking work to keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, But where was I going with that? Fuck, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. All I can say is I've been putting in all this work and it has not been easy, man. And I, I really do... I appreciate you saying that um, when I get, when I get compliments like that, it just helps me realize that I'm doing the right thing. And that just helped me remember what I was going to say. Game knows game. Right. hundred percent feeling like they can, they can sense it. They can see it in your eyes. They can know because they've been there before mm-hmm. and they want to pour into that because they're like, Holy shit. If I could pour into somebody who's younger, who is on the same trajectory that I was, but when I was older, Fuck yeah, let's help this guy win. He's going to change more lives. He's going to do things earlier than I am. But then I have that same goal for me, for Mm -hmm. the other younger guys, five years younger than me. I could have been on track as I am now five years ago when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I wanted it. I really did. So that's my goal is to up open up the minds of the younger guys. So then when I'm, when they're 23, like me now, they're like, way farther than I am because I know it's possible. I know what I've done right. in the last three years. And in all reality, guys, it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. simple as fuck, though. Right. Do the work. You take action. You get around the right people. You get in the right environment. You work your fucking ass off every single day. No questions asked. It will happen. You will find what you're good at. You will find your purpose. You get close mm-hmm. to God, whatever you believe in spiritually. I Absolutely. mean, that's it. Mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit. 1% mm-hmm. better each day. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm told, I totally, that's, you know, you hit it right in the head, man. And it's, it's just becoming an excellent student, becoming a great leader, and then creating a great leader. Yes. Were you there at the Apex thing when Ryan Stuman did his talk at MDM? The last no, one I didn't, no. didn't go to MDM. So Ryan Stuman, he his speech was about being a kingmaker, not being the hardcore closer anymore because that's not who he is. He's mm-hmm. Ryan Stuman. And what he does and why I was so attracted to him when I first was finding out what I wanted to do in life 
is because what he does is create kings that create kings that create kings. He's creating generational leaders that create generational leaders. And that is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's one of the coolest things you could do because you could make a million dollars and you see it every day, like a millionaire, but like, who did they make a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Like how, like how successful are their, their people near them? Cause you see a lot of business owners, that one dude's making a lot of money. He's got the nice truck and all their employees are driving just, you know, tin cans all beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, is that cool? You know, I think it's a lot cooler when you just see a stream like me, you got Ford Raptors on these nice cars. And like, wow, that dude, he poured into other people, invested in them, they built, and then they build together. Like, that's the coolest thing. You make somebody else's family grow. and Growing collectively, man. I mean, why onto all of it when you could put yourself around others to help build them up to do the same things? That's literally what we're missing in life right now. We got Mm -hmm. the freaking top elite level people that want to hold it all for themselves and Mm -hmm. then just take everything from everybody, make everybody work for the same dollar for their benefit. When we got guys like us that are the 1%, of the 99 that I have bought into the shit that the elites want them to do. Mm-hmm. And we're figuring it out. We're, what, what I realized, man, that what I'm doing now, what, I'm, what God has put on my heart is that somebody has to do it. More people need to do it. And that's what's going to change the trajectory for the future is by creating these communities, these businesses, these mindsets, how Andy Frisella says personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. I mean, they have divided us even within ourselves, even within we are divided. But if we're going to unite the world and America and just everybody, how it needs to be, we must first start with ourselves. We need to be at one with ourselves, find who we really are. The authentic Mm -hmm. Tristan, the authentic Jake, Mm-hmm. And with that, find our God-given purposes and our skills and use that to share it with the mass amount of people that need it. Dude, yeah, and that's, that's huge, man. And it, it's so true. Like, you, you really, like, when you do the inner work, and, like, I always like to put this in, like, a, you know, in relations to, a, like, a relationship, right? Like, when you're younger and you're just, your life's a mess, like, you attract usually exactly what that is. Like, mm-hmm. you attract a mess. But when you, you start going inside saying, hey, I can, I can get better at this. I can, you know, I can work out. I can eat healthy. You know, I can take time for myself. I can make sure my head's in a good space. You know, I can take care of the people around me. I can, all these things. And you start like developing this person that's a really genuine good person. And it's like the light switch turns on. Oh, this guy's a genuine person too. How did just, where have you been all my life? Exactly. You had to do the work. Weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah, like, those people been around everywhere, man. But you just when you develop to that level, you attract that level. Mm-hmm. So when you're around, or when you notice that you're around high level people, is because you're a high level person. Mm-hmm. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like you know, you know, like it's so like it's cool being like the smallest guy in the room, right? If you at least make it to be someone that can grow to the room that you're in. But I mean, like, I like to think of life like levels. Like I told you earlier, like I'm hanging around people here that realistically are on like level 50, 60 when I'm on like level 10. I'm just talking figuratively, right? But at least they can see 
that I want to be at level 50 or 60, that I'm not like trying to overstep where I'm trying to be. I, I know where I'm at. I will own it. I am on level fucking 10 and I want to be at level 60, but I don't know how to. I need to beat right. level 10 first. Can you teach me? <laughs> right. Well, the, the, the thing is they can see what game you're playing. Mm. You know, the majority of people are playing a game that's like, it's just a dead end. You know, you go to the end and there's there's just no extra level and they come back and they go up and they, they can see, you know, based on your, your character traits, based on the way that you show up, that you're on this game. They know that you're in the game that they're in. So they're like, okay, it doesn't matter. You're here because I'm up here. But we're playing the same game. I want you to win because I want to win. When I, when I help you win, it helps me dude, win. I've beat that level before, dude. Here, let me show you how I did it. Right? <laughs> no, I like to... It's like, even when I look back, you know, there's some guys that I mentor here who work here at NextGen now, and I tell them the same shit. I'm like, listen, nothing against you, bro. You are on a different level than me, but that's okay. I've been where you are. Let me show you. Right. At 19, how I wish I would have been on your level, but I know how to beat it. You'll be where I'm at in no right. time. Right. You got to be able to build that bridge. You meet them where they're at and then bring them up. But a big problem nowadays that people want to like cheat their way. There is ways to cheat yourself to level 50 or 60. Right. But you ain't going to go nowhere no more. Right. <laughs> you will end up having to go back down to the level you were at to figure out how to do it the right way because you will feel fucking lost and not know where you are right well you know the, the the thing too is like if you get like so say you have a business and it blows up extremely quickly like you're like the person that gets a business and, and goes level by level by level by level gets that same spot when when it comes to leveling up to the next level they're going to beat you because they have the skills and they develop from going from level one to level 50 instead of level one to 50 because mm -hmm. there are so many lessons packed in there and people want to just rush the process of it all working out really fast but by doing so you're removing a lot of like, you know, potentially just removing a lot of the lessons, mm. like entrepreneurial lessons, the, the entrepreneurial levels. Uh, and also fun too, like enjoying it, like enjoying yeah. the journey. That's what I've heard so many times from people <clears throat> is that like, you have to fall in love with the journey. Once you get the goal or the trophy, whatever, you're like, shit, I made it. Right. Now what? You know, right. yeah. and kind of like how you got there. That's the fun part. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I, you like, I don't even I, like, you know, some people like, you know, what's your, what's your goals for fitness? I'm like, you know, honestly, I just like to work out. I look the way that I do because I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I used to, like, do and I think that's the same. Yeah. I used to do it to look a certain way, but now I'm like, dude, I just want to be in the best physical shape as possible. Yeah. I'm really? like, you know, I, I, I'm not going for, for a finish line. I'm, I just like the process. And, you know, the person that likes to, likes to walk is going to always be the person that's just doing it for, you know, for the day. You mm -hmm. know, they're always going to walk way further than the person that's just going to do it for just for the X reason. That's just walking on the finish line. Yep. Got to walk. You're the process. You're going to do it every day, regardless if it's cool or like, it's because you like it, man. Or you like the grind. You like the hustle. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, all the trophies and everything, you're going to get those anyways. But it's going to be nice. But you're like, you're not going to stop. Because you're you, like you're training to do the thing, not to get to the goal. Yeah. So like you hit the goal, and it's like cool. Time for the next one. Still going, you know. We're still rolling here, so there's this is not the stop. <laughs> not not until the day we die, man. We're still chasing that best version, man. We're still chasing 
to get what we want. So we've already been on here for a little over than an hour, man. Um, yeah. Where can everybody find you? What's the best place to uh, go give you a follow or check you out? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I, I probably post more like post type of stuff on there. Um, so Jake Jetzel, you can search me on that. And then at Jake Jetzel on Instagram, it's private. Send me a request. I open it up. I was just getting blasted with a bunch of fake stuff. So kind of want to, want to help, you know, get the real information out there and not kill engagement by getting some, some robots on there. So if you send me a link, man, and it looks like a real person guarantee, I'll give you the follow back and, and we can connect. Heck yeah. Give him a follow. Check him out. He's an amazing guy. Go check out the X bag. It is amazing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be posting about it some more, man. I'm going to talk to you about that after this, after this show. I want to get that sucker blown up because it's cool. It's pretty freaking cool. And I freaking want one. Um, So (laughs) before we head off of this, man, is there anything else you want to add before we hop off? Man, I just, you know, if you're, if you're at a point and you feel like you're stuck, man, just remember that the process is what gets you there. And then you can always do that sidestep and, and you can get out of that flow and get right where you need to go. Just surround yourself with the right people. And if you can't surround yourself with the right people, just get the right words in your head. Listen to the podcast. You can get the information. I don't care if you got to pay for the course, be around the people. It doesn't matter if your friend group or whatever is not supporting it. Listen to the audios, you know, connect with people that are real online if you don't if they don't live close to you but just don't stop man just love the process and just know that there's a bunch of warriors out here that are entrepreneurs want to help oh yeah brother you're not alone to anybody listening thank you jake for hopping on the show till next time everybody if this episode resonated with you or if you know somebody who needs to hear it don't keep it to yourself share it far and wide to anyone who crosses your mind Send them a text message, an email, a DM on social media. Take a screenshot if you have to and share it to your stories on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. I also want to express my gratitude for the incredible support and the five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. Your reviews help the show reach new audiences who might have never stumbled upon it before. By listening, they have the opportunity to open their minds and potentially change their lives. So please keep those reviews coming in and let's continue to make a huge impact together. Till next time, everybody, this is Tristan Mather signing off. And remember, if you want to make the world a better place, you must first look at yourself and make that change. Conquer your life.